All right, another day, another podcast, more Ghislaine Maxwell news. This time around, federal prosecutors are asking the judge to deny Ghislaine Maxwell's request to be told the identity of three accusers. Why does she want to know that information? Plus, we have an idea now of how much information is going to come when documents are released, and they're also going to deny her request to go into Gen Pop. Frankie C. is here with us to talk about all the latest. And uh, once we get past some of the Ghislaine Maxwell news, we'll get into Fresh Prince and some of the other things that uh, are going on in the world. How you doing there, Frankie C? Doing all right. Uh, sweating it out today. It's a little hot out there, but we're getting through. We're making it happen. All right, so here's the latest, and this is pretty interesting. Ghislaine Maxwell, This is there's sealed documents on who three three of the identities of these women are being protected right now. So Ghislaine and her defense uh, attorneys don't know uh, who three of the women are, and they're asking for this information right now. And prosecutors are basically saying that this is ridiculous. That she yeah, it's witness protection. What are you What are you talking about? Why would you think that you're going to know who these people are? Put them on the old on the old suicided list i think that's what the uh why even ask for it you know that's not going to happen is it like another delay somehow i i I can't see how they thought they would get any names for that yeah i think we're into i think we're into the delay tactic area of of defense right this is kind of what defense lawyers do they they want to take everybody down all these different twists and turns and file motions and do this and do whatever it is to kind of gunk up the process delay right i mean there's no reason i mean it makes you it makes you think of like when was this motion filed like why when did they ask for this because if it was like yesterday didn't delay it that much right and it was it was yeah it was i think it was this week monday maybe just a couple of days ago it wasn't that long well, not a big delay there yeah, not a big delay, but I think they're 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 trying their. I, you know, when you're a defense attorney, right? You gotta you just you you throw up the hail marys, and you, you don't really you know, even though you know they're not gonna get caught. Yeah, I feel like the defense attorneys they've got their work cut out for them on this one. Now, obviously, they're gonna get to know at some point, but they're a few months away from the uh, pretrial discovery period. Um, so they're they're gonna have to let them know at some point, but. It's it's way too early right now. And again, the, the trial is looking at a 2021 start. I believe December at some point is when they're going to have to uh, inform them. But letting them know now is kind of completely ridiculous because, like you said, then it can get out there. Why do they need to know right now? And also, don't you think she knows? Do you think she knows who these people are? Or do you think there's been... Either she knows or there's been so many that she's forgotten and it could be three of God knows how many. It could be that. I mean, maybe the defense's argument is that, you know, we'll check our records, see if we have any um, something that might, you know, uh, exculpatory evidence that would that would help with these witnesses, maybe. There's no record of them being there. Who knows? Maybe they want to know who it is because it's going to help in some way. Well, I can't imagine how. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get that time. It's just not right now. So why are you asking for it? You know, there's no, there's literally no reason. So that's obviously why there's a big no. But speaking of evidence, as far as we understand it, 
165,000 pages of documents have been turned over. Uh, prosecutors said they provided Maxwell's attorney with 165,000 pages of documents, 150,000 in the last uh, couple of days uh, for them to prepare. And a lot of them are financial records. So they're getting information. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to rip me up for that in the comments. So duh. <laughs> but I mean, how that financial records on Ghislaine Maxwell or on Epstein, probably all of it. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably a little bit of everything. There's a lot of money moving around and usually money points to a lot of these, you know, a lot of other people and a lot of the incidents and things. So you think if it was shady money, there would be fewer records of it. What do you mean? Like if it's money under the table or if it's laundered or if it's this kind of money, that kind of money, there would be not so many documents showing it. Yeah. Probably. Am I wrong there? I, no. I, I'm, I could be naive about this, but I don't know. No, but I mean, a lot of these people are pulling money out of banks and trusts and things like that. And there is a bit of a record on some of these things. You know, I guess. by the way, do you know how scumbaggy Epstein is in is another thing? Probably I believe very. I just thought about in the in the lifetime doc that I that that was on earlier this week. He put all of his money, the homes, and everything else into this trust um, that his brother is the executive of. So that's how his brother's got all the money now. And again, still waiting on the brother. Don't know where the brother is. And like we haven't heard peep on what he's doing with the money or any of that stuff. I couldn't imagine if I found out my sister was doing these things. I couldn't imagine like keeping this money. And I wouldn't put it above my. I'm just kidding. So it's not loving. There's nothing. Never did anything shady. But no. Um, um, but, no, I, but that's something. Yeah, you donate whatever you can to. Yeah, you should be helping victims. Yeah, exactly. But he he put it in this trust, and essentially that's going to make it exponentially more difficult for victims. Exponentially, they're gonna really do that. What? exponentially exponentially what i say exponentially you did say exponentially oh man there i go into the con <laughs> there it goes there um it is. it's gonna make it increasingly more difficult to get uh to claim any sort of uh money back you know like for the victims like the victim for the victims to be able to get any sort of monetary you know monetarily uh award here but if it's in a trust and it's illegal money, dirty money. That trust is not, is not valid. I would. It's imagine, not illegal you know? money. I mean, it's not. As far as we know, oh, it's, so then, it's not illegal money. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, all of it. The property, everything. They're selling the property. They're selling the property. Yeah, the trust. Yeah. So his brother's clearly doing something. Um, I mean, which, so there's 110 million right there. Which is crazy because there's so much money. I mean, I, from what I understand, he had a lot of money to begin with, you know. So, 110 million in property alone. Two, that's a, over just two properties. Just the two. That's just, how, yeah, that's how just many places. Yeah, that's just New York and Florida, not the island. And not like you said, God knows how many other places he actually does own that is out there and that is not out there. So. Um, but you asked you asked a, a, a couple of podcasts ago why do these trials take so long? Here's here's the reason right here. Imagine going through a hundred and six. When somebody hands me an eight page document, I'm like, I gotta get my wife to read this. I can't. 
<laughs> if it's double spaced, maybe I'll look at it. Is it like two sided too? Because if it's two sided, I'm oh, not... forget it. If it's two sided, then this should say three hundred and thirty thousand pages. I got to tell you, that's going to be shoddy reporting on their part. Um, but yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff to go through, and they denied her claim to go again. I still don't understand now. So. What her lawyers have said as far as the request to go into Gen Pop is they feel like she's not getting enough time, I guess, with the lawyers, maybe, or enough time on her own to read through the documents or prepare for her defense. That was their excuse. She's not getting enough time to prepare for her defense the way she's being held right now. And if they put her in Gen Pop, she'll have more of that time. That's their argument. I can't imagine her having more time being around other people. I mean, I feel like she's in, uh, what is it, protective custody, I guess, or some kind of... She's on suicide you know, watch. Suicide watch. Which, by the way, I let me like just interrupt you. all the time in the world there. Let me just interrupt. You're right. That's a lot of time. You have nothing but time. But let me interrupt nothing you there and thank the over 300,000 people who corrected us from the last podcast to let us know that she's wearing paper clothes. Paper clothing. <laughs> Did not think of paper clothing. Or so, actually, it was weird. There were a few comments that actually said she had something on called a turtle suit. Oh, is that right? Which is like th thicker. It's like almost like um, uh, like moving blankets. They said. Really? I don't remember who in the comments said it. I, I would I would give you a shout out, but I don't remember who it was. It said that there, it was like stuff that you couldn't like. It's too thick to like tie together. Oh, they're like tying. Oh, that ma that makes sense. That makes sense. You either go you go one of two ways. You yeah, go super uh, thin know. like paper or you go super thick. Yeah, because you can't tie like a moving cloth together. That makes sense. Right. Like a I picture like wearing like a, a throw rug. You can't yeah. really tie that up into, yeah. a, into a knot. That makes sense. So either or however they're doing it, but they're and they're keeping an eye on her and everything else. I just I, I mean, I, I don't know how the prison system works. I mean, I, I guess, could you ask for another hour of putting her in a room with the lawyers or uh, another room with the documents to give her a chance to read a little bit more? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are looser rules, maybe, if you're in Gen Pop with, with that stuff, with with uh, getting visitors. Yeah. But you have to, I mean, for any defense, you have to have time to go over your stuff with your lawyers. I don't know why being in on suicide watch and protective custody and in jail, you would have no time. I feel like that's all you have. That's all you have. I, but I, maybe they're maybe they're not giving her the time with the documents or not giving her time to talk. I mean, you can't leave her in there with a pen or a pencil. That's for sure. Like you can't. You know, I would. I would yeah. even. I would even feel like if. <laughs> God. I was gonna say I would even be nervous leaving her in there with the paper. Who knows? She'd paper cut herself to death. You know what I mean? Like, can death by a thousand cuts. But uh, I feel like um, as long as my lawyers have all the paperwork, they're the ones going to be doing the talking. You know, they would understand what to do more than I would. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like they're building the defense. Yeah, you need to be involved. But Gen Pop is probably not the best idea for someone like a Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, I mean, they're like to me, you're completely you're setting you're setting her up for you're setting her up to get popped. You know, there's just no two yeah. ways about it. I mean, why would you feel comfortable in prison 
if you're that kind of person. That's, that's like a known thing. If, you're, if you have anything to do with this kind of crime, you're in trouble in, in, gen popu- in general population. It's, yeah. That's like a known thing. Like, I feel like this is something that we're going to find out about years later after all is said and done and, like, the defense lawyers start writing their books and, you know, becoming pundits, which seems like all these high-profile defense lawyers eventually become, which is that they'll they'll probably get to that point where they ask that question, like, hey, why did you ever ask? And they'll probably give the answer, which my guess is, like, I wonder if it's the kind of thing where, like, you know when you go to buy a house and you make an offer and they have to present the offer no matter how ridiculous it is? Maybe, yeah, maybe this is a thing. Kind of thing. Yeah, maybe this is a thing where she was like, "Hey, you got to put this request in for me," and they couldn't not do it. I don't know. That's possible. You know, I just don't see her motivation unless she maybe knows people in there. Like she has, I don't know. I don't know if she has friends there. No, but no, probably not. But the only other weird thing is, I don't know how popular these attorneys are like i feel like with every high profile case we know the names of the attorneys and they're in public giving interviews as everything's going on i don't think we've heard much from these people yet no a lot of it is a lot of what's being reported is lawyers from maxwell or the defense attorneys their names aren't aren't really i mean i i think we'll get there once the trial obviously once the trial begins we'll get there but yeah get press conferences things like that yeah yeah, there's not a lot of that stuff. Um, but there's a lot of documents coming, so, uh, you know. We'll yeah, see. it looks like this is going to be a long time before we see a trial. A long, Yeah, a long time. They, they sort of outline some of the dates. Like I said, they have till December for, uh, I think till December is the discovery deadline. And then uh there's a couple more months of pre-trial whatever and that, i mean it's it's gonna be a long it's not like this thing is starting like january 1st you know so right um and she's still i believe she, she was on suicide watch. oh <clears throat> she's no longer on suicide watch her lawyers wrote despite the fact that she unlike mr epstein has never been suicidal and was never diagnosed as exhibiting risk factors for suicide. Um, she has been subjected uh, to numerous body scans and cell searches. She's not on suicide watch. So now she's just in solitary or what? Yeah. Protective custody, I think it's called. Prosecutors told the judge that the Bureau of Prisons decided against moving Maxwell for reasons including safety, security, and the orderly functioning of the facility. The government understands that the Bureau of Prisons, uh, that it will continue to evaluate where the defendant should be housed within the facility and that the defendant will be placed into the general population if and when BOP is assured that such a placement would not pose a threat to the orderly operation of the institution. That's, that's huge. Taking her off a suicide watch. That's pretty big, actually. Yeah, prosecutors added that the prison, which initially planned to allow Maxwell to review materials from her case for three hours each day, will now allow access. Will, will now allow Maxwell access to the documents from seven a.m. to eight p.m. every day of the week. Oh, so she's got all her. Uh, she's got all the time she needs. She got eleven, thirteen hours in the day. All right, we've got a glitter party going on in my in my kitchen now. That's all right. Sorry um, about this. So, so she has access, but it's only an hour. That's she, not a lot. 
she had only three hours a day. Now she has 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. She's got the whole day. Oh, I thought you said 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Yeah, okay. no. She's got the whole day. All right. So that, so they, they, you know what they did? They kind of a, in a backhanded way gave her, oh, you know what? We're not going to let you into Gen Pop, but here's your, you know, here's your paperwork. You want to be uh, around your paperwork and, and preparing everything? Sure. We're not putting you Gen Pop, though. Yeah, she had been in uh, solitary uh, and being surveilled 24 hours a day. I think she should still be in surveillance 24 hours a day. I think that's probably wise. All right, this is... You, you know I'm looking I mean? at myself here. That's all right. Don't worry about it. it people on the podcast right. have having the slightest idea of what you're even talking about right now. <laughs> that's all right. All right, let's bring let's bring Frankie Pixelations by Look at this. Look at you. Nope. There he is. Um That's fun though. I don't uh I don't see how getting her off of You know, it's funny. I didn't read that part of the article. I didn't get all the way down to the end there. I don't see why taking her off that like that to me this is a mistake. Like I liked the fact that she was being watched 24/7 and being watched by people that weren't in the in the facility. We're monitoring her just to kind of make everything like, you know, a little bit more on the up and up. Yeah, that I mean, why can't she not be on suicide watch and be watched all the time? Yeah. It doesn't have to be suicide watch, but. Yeah, like keep an eye. Like I like that outside outside, like an outside organization was was watching her while all this stuff was happening that I like that I liked because then yeah. like you know because then you don't you don't suffer the same fate of what he had which was who knows what the prison guards on the inside took or did or are a part of now that you have more than one people it's like blockchain like when you have more than one person checking on it it, it you can right. keep it honest you know you can keep right it. now with Epstein um is that over? I mean, are they investigating that at all? Or it's just, it's a suicide, we're done. I think the interesting thing with that was they let, they let the, after he died, they let the victim still have their say in court, which was like an unprecedented move. Like, the, like that never was allowed to happen before. Um, cool. But I, I believe... And don't quote me on this, but I believe it's all said and done. I, I don't think that there's anything else um, that that can come of so it. So they're not investigating it anymore? No, I don't. I, I, I believe. Well, that's it. I think this is the this is shifted to the this is shifted the focus of the investigation onto her. Right. Because then she becomes your best bet of getting sure, answers. Or but I feel like that's two different matters. Jeffrey Epstein's death. And this entire, you know, the abuse trial. Same, but, well, like, no. you know, that, that should be two different investigations. Same, uh, well, no, because it's the same people. They, they both, did, they both people, did this to the same people. But they're two different crimes. One, well, potential crime. One is suicide that everybody questions. And the other is this is the child abuse cases. Well, yeah, but they were both her and him were both in on the abuse, so that's it's still the same. Like you know, oh. here's the thing: they got him. She was coming eventually. 
You know what I mean? Like right. whether he killed himself or not, she was coming. There was no I don't think there's any way that they don't bring her in. Same thing like we're talking about the her assistant and this Brunel guy and like I think there's a lot more people that are gonna get uh taken into custody if and when they can find them, you know. Or yeah. take or take it in to testify or whatever the case may be. But I there's a there's a lot more to come and a lot more people, I think. Agreed. It's this is gonna be like one of those never ending things. I feel like w- at least with compare, comparing it only because it was the huge trial of that decade. Uh OJ, from the time he was arrested to the tr- beginning of the trial, I feel like was a mere matter of a couple of months, maybe, uh, right? I feel like the crime occurred in June, I think. I-, I might be messing these up, but I think the crime occurred in June and then the trial started in then, like September or something. Yeah, that I don't know. I don't remember. So, uh, I'm sure there's more to this one because of all this paperwork and all the, uh, the evidence and whatnot, but this seems like it's going to be dragged out for a long time. And hey, that's what happens. Yeah, you got to let justice uh, if out that's there. what has to happen, that's what has to happen. Yeah. Um, where do you want to go next? Uh, Fresh Prince? There's some Ellen news. Uh, let's go Fresh Prince and then we'll hit up Ellen news. Now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So apparently, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which everybody loves that show. Uh, they're Where do you put it? Into, Where do you put it on the, on the pantheon of, of sitcoms? The pantheon of sitcoms? It's in the top 10. Really? I was going to say top 20, but okay. I would think top 10. I mean, it's iconic. It was huge. I mean, the 90s. You think of the 90s, Fresh Prince. Everybody could still sing the entire theme song. Yeah, and it's long. It's a, it's a lot of words in that. Yeah, but I feel like um, it was iconic. I mean, how many years was it on? I don't even know, but it had to be. It was like at least eight or nine or something. Yeah. Uh, but they're rebooting it now into a uh, a drama series. Yeah, it's going to be an hour long, uh, hour long episodes. Yeah, hour long episodes. Bring me back. Hour long episodes. And I watched, there's a trailer out. It's four minutes long, the trailer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it goes along with the story of the Fresh Prince. You know, he he's, has rough times in Philadelphia. So his mom sends him to live with his uncle in Bel Air. And it's the same cast, I guess, of characters. Not the same cast, but the same characters. You know, it's his uncle, his aunt, his cousins, his mother, him. It's from what I see in the, I don't recognize any of the actors uh, in this. That the new Fresh yeah, Prince, right is. there. I think that, yeah, that's it, right there. Yep. So the trailer's online. Looks like they're in West Philadelphia, right there. 
I mean, I well, know that's where he was born and raised. Just the interior of the bedroom, but it kind of feels like where he was born and raised in West Philadelphia. It could, it could be, it could very well be. And it looks like this is where he was spending most of his days. Oh, b-ball outside of the school. Yeah, I mean, I don't see a school, but I think your assumption that that's outside of school is a safe assumption. I think there were a couple of guys that who were up to no good. <laughs> So. Looks like that guy right there. That guy looks like he's up to no good. That guy. Yes. He was up to no good. He was st- he's starting trouble in this neighborhood. <laughs> so anyway, it's weird because a, a few minutes into this into this uh, trailer, you see, I guess it's Carlton and he's doing he is like a split second of him doing the dance, the Carlton dance. Really? So fans of Carlton. The dance is alive and well in this new reboot, it looks like. Nice. Nice. Bringing all the drama, but keeping the Carlton dance in there. That's you got to have the Carlton dance. What the, you know, that, that's like another iconic thing from that show. Yeah, that's pretty good. Now, why? why this has six million views already, this trailer. It's big. This... It's going to be huge, I think. So Will Smith uh, heard of this idea, and it was actually, it came from a fan-made trailer uh, that went up on YouTube. Oh, maybe is that what? Uh, it, is, okay. Hold on. Is this what I'm watching? The fan-made trailer? Is that what I'm watching? No, that's the official trailer. Um, but it's based on a uh, a trailer made by Morgan Cooper, a, a guy named Morgan Cooper, and it went viral on YouTube. Um, Will Smith actually caught wind of this and liked the idea. Uh, and he's producing. So um, Will Smith is on as producer. Cool. So we will see. So it looks good. I think I'm, I might have to check this out. I, I well, here's the thing with these things. I got to check out all of them. At the, like, who's the boss is coming back? Ren and Stimpy. That's true, too. Divas and Butt. Ren like, and Stimpy. Oh, I, I'm in on that one. Yeah, it's all coming back. I got, I got, I'm going to check out all of them, the beginning. But how many you're going to wind up sticking with is going to depend on how good each one of these things are. But like with, Fuller House. The beauty of, of the original Fresh Prince was he was in a bad situation, and he got put in a better one, and he thrived. And it was, it was a positive. It was a fun fun journey to go on with him right like after the edit that like i could see them making a serious drama out of pre-bel-air stuff like going back and showing <clears throat> you know all the things but how well, do you how do you keep this dramatic go you know after he makes it to bel-air and, and uncle phil's there and everything well i think a lot of it is going to be revolving around this he's a street smart kid among book smart people no so it's going to be him fitting into this new lifestyle i think you know mirroring kind of the fresh prince of bel-air the original uh he you know he had to adapt to his new life and i'm sure there's going to be back and forth his mom seems to be more uh involved in this one i feel like in the original the mom came back every now and then right so so that i'm sure there's going to be more connections to philadelphia maybe from what I see in the trailer, anyway. And so I don't know. I think I think it looks good. I, I think it has potential. Is Rocky is Rocky in it, or at least the Rocky statue? I feel like the Rocky statue might should, be. should be in like I feel like everything in Philadelphia, no matter how serious, 
if they're going to show Philadelphia, they should have you should have at least a quick pan shot of that Rocky statue. Like you Hollywood, gotta have the, they should have kept that. How else are you going to know you're in Philadelphia? Exactly, exactly. The, that yeah, stupid right. bell that nobody, uh, you know, I don't even know if that's real. The Rocky statue is real. I've seen that. It's got a crack in it. What are, you, what are we doing with that bell? No cracks in the Rocky statue. Last time I checked. Even where Rocky hit it with his helmet. Yeah, that is no pristine. Crack. That's right. Can't crack. Can't crack that Rocky crack statue. That <laughs> nope. Uh, this looks but, good. I mean, this, it looks like they're still having fun. Like it looks like there's still some laughs in this. It's just going to be more of like an hour long. Sure. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be like a like a Riverdale. I only watched a, like an episode or two of that, right? But it's it's like a, just a serious take on a comedy. Like Riverdale is uh, Archie comics, and this was going to be a, a serious take on that. And I think there's potential there, which makes sense because you know what? The cheesy, corny laugh track sitcom is very few and far between in in society today. I mean, it's not like they're That's totally true. dead; they're still around. And the but I feel like they only exist and live. On the on the the networks on CBS, NBC, Fox. Yeah, a lot of the comedies nowadays are going the way of like, um, Curb and The Office. Always Sunny and Phil. Always Sunny. Yeah, they're more that like yeah. documentary shot, multicam kind of a yes. Yeah. Yeah, a little loose feeling, like improv style. And no laugh tracks. And if they do have an audience, it's like right. the actual audience laughter. It's not laugh tracked. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's evolving. TV's evolving. Which begs the question, like, what are they going to do with the Who's the Boss uh, show? Like, when that comes back? Because that was a cheesy-ass show. I mean, it was, you know, we all watched it. But that, was, that had a lot of cheesy laugh track stuff in it. Yeah. I, all I know is I know that Tony Danza and um, uh, what's her face? Alyssa, Melissa, Alyssa, Alyssa Milano. Milano. Yeah. Alyssa Milano. Is, uh, they're both in it. I don't know if Judith Light is going to be in on it. Um, and the mother, I think, recently passed away. She died. Yeah. Judith, I think, and, and the kid, they're going to, the, the son there, they're going to pop in, but they haven't, so it's not really going to be about them. It's more going to be about the two of them, Danza and Alon, Milano. So the question now is, well, who's the boss? Toronto. Who's the what? Tony Danza or Alyssa Milano. That's true. I'm going to put my money on. It's going to be Alyssa Milano. That's going to. Yeah. She seems like yeah. she's going to be the boss. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but judging how things run in my house, um, I believe Alyssa Milano will be the undisputed boss. Now, I heard that they're making an, an ALF reboot. I have not heard this. I hope that's true. For the love of God, we need we need Alf more now more than ever. <laughs> they're really we're literally at the point where there are so many content platforms around, and there's not enough content. I mean, with all there is, just think about how overwhelming it is for us to watch stuff. If I said to you, you have to watch stuff, you'd be like, I, I, I'll never get, if I said, Frank, I'm going to pay you a million dollars a year to just watch stuff. You'd be like, I will never get this done. I'll never get enough. I'll watch it. You'll do it. But <laughs> like, if I said to you, Frank, you have a, you have a million dollars and you have to watch 5,000 movies this year, you'd be in a panic. You'd be like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. You know, that's how much content there is out there. Yet there is still not enough content 
for all the content platforms that are out there, which is why they're doing this money grab on on IP from the 80s and the 90s, you know, because they already have yeah. built-in it's audiences. Big, you got the, you got, yeah, the built-in audience. You got a lot of nostalgia out there. Everything's coming back. Saved by the Bell is coming back with the, with uh, most of the original cast, I believe. Yeah. So it's, it's all coming back. I saw the, uh, the trailer for Saved by the Bell was actually pretty funny. They had the caffeine pill bit in the trailer. That was good. That I saw that. Good. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. That was actually pretty funny. It's amazing how to, uh, all the stuff that has actually lived on from that show. That I feel like is one of the things that rose to the top. Like that was one of the you know. Oh yeah, that was iconic again. And I th- I feel like the other thing that I think maybe all of us can agree on is that we really all just wanted to punch Screech in the face. Like he was. Yes. Screech was annoying. Screech was extra annoying, and whenever they did, I don't know what reboot it, what reboot it was, but they did one where he was like the assistant principal, and he was really annoying in that too. He is he ruins every scheme or whatever they they try to do. He always ruins it, and he's just an annoying pipsqueak. And uh, he he was he deserved a punch at least. I don't know how Zach or Slater at least. Didn't punch him in the face at least once. Yeah, he he deserved a face punch. But I saw a thing where they were like, "Hey, Zach Morris was a real dick," and they they cut like they super cut like all the things that he did, and he was a real asshole, Zach Morris. Yeah, he was uh, he was a bit of a jerk. Yeah. And and to Screech too, like moved in on Lisa, who was his crush and everything. I always thought that was even at the time. I thought that was kind of scumbag. That it's like. Now it's Lisa, like it was Kelly, and it was this one, and, and now it's Lisa. Like it was, uh, you know. Well, it's like friends. Everybody eventually sleeps with everybody. Yes. Yeah. That's where friends lost me, too. I tapped out on friends. It when, has to be. When Joey and uh, uh, what's him call it uh, started to get together there. Rachel. Rachel, yeah. It's like, all right, come on. It's always been Ross and Rachel. I mean, How I'm sure you- there was a configuration. I'm sure there's a configuration of them that didn't happen. Yeah. I think maybe Monica and Joey never happened. But other than that, I feel like they all slept with each other. And the, and the siblings, yeah, they didn't sleep with each other. Well, yeah, that's uh, that goes without saying. But it's I'm not just, on camera, not that we know. Who knows? We they're running uh, things with their friends. I don't know. Not gonna judge. I'm close with these friends. Um, but it's weird though, because I I feel like you and I we've had we've been friends for a really long time. We've had a, a long group of friends history and even though we're all married now but never ever did it even come close to anything like that ever happening no that's that's there's a guide code and a rule that sitcoms never take into account you don't go out with another person's with a, with your friend's ex or your friend's girl because if or if it's really that serious and you you are like in love over the over the top you ask, and you have to. Hey, yeah. Would you? You have that conversation. You, you like, have hey. to ask. You know the other person. Would you mind if I took out your ass? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Um, I just this just came across in the middle of our podcast. Miley Cyrus divulged that she lost her virginity to Liam Hemsworth at the age of sixteen. Um, Did they? 
they even know each uh, maybe they did. I apparently I guess they did, but Yeah, this is in I didn't even know they knew each other. This is in the post. Uh she made the revelation on the Call Her Daddy podcast. A clip containing highlights includes her admission if I'm gonna kill someone, it's gonna be with a chandelier. Uh while uh, the short video is made up of out of context clips. It was a lie that I held on to for like ten years, Cyrus relevantly disclosure uh, disclosed. I didn't go all the way with a dude until I was sixteen, but I ended up marrying the guy. It's it's pretty hard to misinterpret. Cyrus and Hemsworth, who's thirty, were first linked in two thousand and eight after they were both cast in the film adaptation of the Nicholas Sparks novel The Last Song. Cyrus turned sixteen on November twenty third of that year. The pair got engaged in 2012, but broke things off the following year, only to reconcile in 2015 and eventually marry in December of 2018. The marriage lasted less than a year, with their August 2019 split becoming one of the year's most watched stories. When hours after the story broke, photos of Cyrus kissing Brody Jenner's ex, Caitlin Carter, were released. Oh, I remember that. She was on a boat kissing another girl. That was a huge story at the time. That's right. Cyrus, who recently split from boyfriend Cody Simpson, also revealed uh, that the first time I ever hooked up with anyone, it was a girl. Two of them, actually. Not good for you. Um, the full episode is yet to be released. Okay, so that's weird. how old was he at the time? Though that's what I want to know. That's I think that's what everybody's thinking. <laughs> right. How, I mean, well, how how old is uh, what's the age difference now? Uh, okay, well, she's 27 now. He's 30 now, so he's three years older than three her. Three years older. So 16 and then... 19? 19. I don't know what that is legally, but I know if there's a 19-year-old sniffing around my suit, you know, one day to be 16-year-old daughter, someone's getting a baseball bat to the face. Yeah. I think legally that it's a no-no. Yeah, I, I, I think it is, right? It's definitely a no-no with your old pal aunt, that's for sure. It is a no-no. Yeah, I feel like 18. I'm going to have a lot of these conversations with like, you can date him if you're okay with him having a broken nose at all times. Constant. As soon as it heals, it's broken again. I got, yeah, I'm going to give him the Joe Pesci speech in Casino. Just around the time that you're coming out of your coma. <laughs> it's around the time I'll be coming out of jail and I'll do it all <laughs> over again. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a definite no-no. Yeah. 18 and over. That's uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, and lastly, over at the Ellen show, uh, DJ Twitch. Steven. Okay. Twi is this guy's name Twitch? Is his name Steven Boss? And he took the DJ name Twitch? Could be. What as about some, him? As somebody who doesn't have a great last name, it pisses me off to watch people that do have a great last name just waste their great last name and come up with another nickname. How could you do that? What was his again? Steven. This says his, his name is Steven Twitch Boss. Ah, oh, Steven Boss is his name, and he yeah. changes it to Twitch? DJ Boss. Like, how much better is that than Twitch? DJ Boss. That's way better. Asshole. Um, so he's, he's, he has broken his silence on the widespread allegations of toxic of toxicity at the talk show, claiming there's love behind the scenes. He's, he told Us Weekly... We can't speak too much legally about it, but I'll say there's been love. Obviously, there's some things to address, but from my standpoint and from countless others, there's been love. I'll just leave it at that until there's a time where we can address 
more publicly. There's been love and there will continue to be love. That's what he said. Yeah, because he's the talent, too. I mean, it's not... It, I feel like Ellen said the same thing, sort of. Like, there was... If there's stuff going on, I didn't know about it. Yeah, which, actually, I could personally attest to that being true because I was... I worked at a place, and then years later, stuff came out, and it was... it. I don't even know if it happened when I was there, but the people that... The people that it happened with were there when I was there. And... um I knew nothing about it and there wasn't even like whispers about it in the hallways or anything. Like it was really like, I didn't know anything about it and I don't really talk about it because it was a pretty big thing and I, I didn't want to be dragged into it because I literally knew not, I don't, I didn't know anything that was happening or what was happening or anything. Yeah. Sometimes there's people that work there that just do their job and leave and don't interact. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to know anything. I don't want to go out to bars after work. I just want to go home. <laughs> See you later. Which is, you know, look, I mean, obviously, obviously I feel like in the Me Too era, it, we're we're in for a better time. I always say this. The Me Too era, you know, say what you will about anything. I think we come out of all of this stuff better off than we were before it, right? For yeah. the most part, it's, it's only making things better. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's going to be false accusations and there's a lot of rush to judgment and, and people are going to argue that side of it. And I, I understand. But I think overall we have a heightened awareness of what can happen at the workplace, which, again, as a as a as somebody who has a daughter, I am very, very appreciative for. Um, but that being said, for what all the serious stuff aside, the one great thing is like I feel like it's so much more socially acceptable now to blow off work functions or, or post work functions. Oh yeah. I hated, uh, I, I, when I worked at, uh, I worked at a place where everybody was like, yeah, hey, we're going to happy hour after I'm like, are you? That sounds great. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Cause how many times, no desire. how many times, and, and then you get judged for not wanting to be a part of all that. And it's like, I feel like that's a little bit more acceptable now because we're in this, you know, era of like, hey, I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to be put in situations or witness situations or anything. I'm going to go home, you know. Yeah, just alcohol and people being just everywhere. And plus, well, now we can't go anywhere. Well, yeah. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's people, when you get older too, you just don't want to, you just want, you want to go home after work. <laughs> You're tired. I, I don't have the energy to go out after work. Yeah. I got older at 26. At 26, I was like, this, I can't even. <laughs> I was like, I can't be a part of any of this anymore. Yeah. Please stop inviting me to things. I'm going home. I'm watching TV. I'm playing a video game. and I'm passing out. Yeah. I remember, too, like, in my heyday of going out when I worked in the city, that was, I would say, the heyday of going out. In that heyday time period... When that started to slow down a bit and I had gotten back together with all the people that I used to work with that last time, it was like, it was, we were like marathon runners in the last quarter mile and we were all just like leaning over and just like breathing a little heavier this and is it, guys. just sweating and throwing no water in your face. <laughs> Feeling, man, if we had a good run, this is it. This is clearly the end. <laughs> clearly we can't handle hey. this. We used me and you. We used to go out. Used to go all, all night. I I used to have to work Sunday morning. I used to, I used to have to be at work to open the place, 
So I'll literally unlock the doors. At, I had to be there at 7 a.m. Sunday morning. And we used to go out Saturday. And I would get home at like... Wait. Hold on. Okay, you get home at... Okay. I used to get home at like 5 a.m. Yeah. And I would go home. I wouldn't go to sleep. You can't. Or else you're not going to get up. I can remember... I can honestly remember, vividly remember giving you a hard time for yeah, not wanting to really go did. out. <laughs> I remember that too. I was like, dude, I got to go to work seven o'clock in the morning. I got to be there from seven to three and I got to be, you know, awake and alive and, and, and do stuff. And I would get home at 5 a.m. I would literally sit. <laughs> I would get home and I would sit on my bed and stare for like an hour. Because I couldn't fall asleep, and I didn't want to turn the TV on and wake up everybody, and I was just sitting there like, uh. <laughs> and I would take a shower and then go to work, and that would be it. And I'd start my day. I'd be a zombie. Three o'clock came. I'd go home, and I'd sleep till Monday. <laughs> I remember those days. I remember. I remember vividly saying, "Come on, man, don't be a dick. We can go out for a little bit." Yeah, yeah. You were a bad influence. We we can go out we can go out and have a good time. Sure. We'll we'll have you back, dude. We'll be back at one to the latest. To the latest. And then like four thirty in the morning we'd be like <laughs> They're turning the lights on in the bar and we're like, uh I guess it's time to go home. You know, because every place in the world is closing. My wife and I will reminisce about those times too, specifically at eight forty five on Saturday night when we're about to pass out. <laughs> like yeah, and it's 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 hard. I can't even think about it without yawning and getting tired. It's ridiculous. Yeah, eight forty-five on Saturday when you're about to pass out. You're like, remember when we we'd be we'd be just <laughs> so starting to make phone calls about where yeah. we were gonna go. It used to be now. It used to be you do that. You go out till four or five in the morning. Now my dinner makes me tired. Oh yeah, just eating, just having a meal, and now and I'm exhausted. I'm like, I can't even picture. I can't picture taking the garbage to the curb. I'm going to go out. <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting back to the point where for a long time I wasn't, I wasn't eating lunch. Like I'd have like a shake or something or just like a little snack. I, I think I got to go back to that because I, I'll have a turkey sandwich and I'll be like, I need a nap. I got to take a nap after this. Like, I, I don't yeah. know what happened. What happens to our energy? I don't know. There's only a way we it's can ridiculous. bottle that youth energy. You know what I mean? And, and hold on to it. Is that what's going on with all these energy drinks? Is that what they're doing? I think, I think that was their motivation for this. That's what monster energy is made out of. Yeah. It's definitely energy, just pure energy. Get you through a, a dinner. Yeah, totally. Um, still getting, still getting comments from the last podcast about the paper clothes. Yeah, all right. I appreciate, well, you know what? Not all, I'd say 95% of them were legitimately just trying to help with the terms and, and give us more information, yeah, which yes. we appreciate. I do. I really, really, I appreciate all the comments, even the nasty ones. <laughs> if you took the time to write something. That means you listen, and we appreciate it. All right, uh, we'll leave it there. Um Still on the three-day-a-week schedule, which I think is working really well. Everybody seems to be enjoying the three pods a week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they come out around 7.30, which is kind of what we've been doing. 
Uh, so we'll keep that going. So look out for that. Uh, tell a friend. A lot of people have been telling friends and family that we're here just talking about the day's events and keeping a hard eye on the You know what's clean. cool? Yeah. I look at through the comments, see people listening in Europe, Australia, uh, I think South Africa, I saw a comment from. Dude, I am a growing a massive crush on people from Australia. I haven't. I haven't seen a negative comment from anybody from Australia. The Australian numbers very are very nice. Are huge, by the way. I feel like obviously the U.S. were were the biggest, and then Europe, but then right third place is Australia. A lot of people are watching uh, and listening in Australia, and everybody who sends a comment or an email or anything likes to point out the fact that they are from Australia, and then they follow it up with just the nicest stuff I've ever read in my entire life. Yeah, it's like. Uh... <laughs> The other side of the world's Canada, which is very nice. <laughs> All right, let's see if they stick with us after that comment. <laughs> it's nothing negative. It's everybody's nice. Canada and Australia, all you, nice people. You guys are like Canadians. You're just over on the other, you're on the other side of the. Uh... You just you're on the. You flip it over and spin it around. You're Canada Junior. Yeah. Or Canada's Australia Junior. Either way. Well, we just lost some flat earthers with that comment. Okay. Um, There is no other side of the planet, idiot. Look it up. There's YouTube videos. Um, (laughs) So that's it. So remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and, of course, like and subscribe on Facebook or YouTube. And uh, as always, if you watch this, you can take an audio-only version of, of this with you wherever you go, Stitcher, Tune in, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We're on Spotify before Joe Rogan. Suck it, Joe. We did that? He's going He's going cool. exclusively to Spotify. He signed a $100 million deal. Remember, we talked about it one day. That's true. <laughs> and what was our deal? Free? Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. We'll see you on the next episode. Have a great one. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.